HE News, episode number 18. You're listening to another episode of Health Empowerment News with Brock Woodruff. This week, vitamin safety and the work of Dr. Abram Hoffer. Welcome back to Health Empowerment News with Croft Woodruff. My name is Andrew McGovern, and we're here in our Vancouver studio. Good morning, Croft. Good morning, Andrew. And today we're going to talk about vitamin safety, Dr. Hoffer's work, and we've got Jason in the studio. He is a former patient of Hoffer. So he'll talk about his experience with one of the greatest orthomolecular physicians of all time. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, Dr. Abram Hoffer is uh, an unsung Canadian hero. And he's a gentleman who who should have had the Order of Canada many times over. Uh, He has done so much for uh, the advancement of uh, better health, better mental health through nutrition. And there's a lot of controversy over vitamin safety. And this is from the pages of the Townsend Letter, and the title is No Deaths from Vitamins, Minerals, Amino Acids, or Herbs. Poison Control Statistics Prove Supplements Safety Record. I'll just read this out, and uh, then you can comment on it after. There was not even one death caused by a dietary supplement in 2008, according to the most recent information collected by the U.S. National Poison Data System. The new 174-page annual report of the American Association of Poison Control Centers, published in the Journal of Clinical Toxicology, shows zero deaths from multiple vitamins, zero deaths from any of the B vitamins, zero deaths from vitamins A, C, D, or E, and zero deaths from any other vitamin. Additionally, there were no deaths whatsoever from any amino acid or herbal product. This means no deaths at all from blue cohosh, echinacea, ginkgo biloba, ginseng, cava cava, St. John's wort, valerian, yoimbi, Asian medicines, Ayurvedic medicines, or any other botanical. There were zero deaths from creatine, blue-green algae, glucosamine, chondroitin, melatonin, or any homeopathic remedies. Furthermore, there were zero deaths in 2008 from any dietary mineral supplement. This means there were no fatalities from calcium, magnesium, chromium, zinc, colloidal silver, selenium, iron, or multi-mineral supplements. Two children died as a result of the medical use of, an, of the antacid sodium bicarbonate. The other electrolyte and mineral category death was due to a man's accidental drinking of sodium hydroxide, a highly toxic degreaser and drain opener. No man, woman, or child died from nutritional supplements, period. 61 poison centers provided the NPDS coast-to-coast data, which was then reviewed by 29 medical and clinical toxicologists. The NPDS, the authors write, is one of the few real-time national surveillance systems in existence, providing a model public health surveillance system for all types of exposures, public health identification, resilience response, and situational awareness tracking. Over half of the U.S. population takes daily nutritional supplements. Even if each of those people took only one single tablet daily, that makes 154 million individual doses per day for a total of 56 billion doses annually. Since many persons take more than just one vitamin or mineral tablet, actual consumption is considerably higher. 
and the safety of nutritional supplements is all the more remarkable. If nutritional supplements are allegedly so dangerous, as the FDA and the news media so often claim, then where are the bodies? Those who wonder if the media are biased against vitamins may consider this. How many television stations, newspapers, magazines, and medical journals have reported that no one dies from nutritional supplements? And you've been following this industry for 40, 45 years? Just about 45 years, yes. And how many of these annual reports have implicated vitamins in a death? Frankly, I haven't seen any in all these years. And, uh, and of course, I subscribed to or did subscribe to the Townsend letter. Uh, my current subscription has not been renewed. But uh, I have so much magazines and books stacked up in my abode that it's uh, kind of hard to make my way through everything. But the bottom line is vitamins and uh, mineral and other nutritional supplements have a remarkable safety record. I wish we could say the same thing about infant vaccines to prevent diarrhea. I know of at least two vaccines that had to be taken from the market because they actually, instead of preventing diarrhea, actually caused bowel uh, blockage. And in one instance, an infant died and several others required an operation. And that shows you how, uh, and we didn't hear about that, by the way, but uh, you have the media, unfortunately, uh, too much influenced, I think, by the uh, the patented drug companies with their Vioxx and uh, their Celebrex and uh, their Tylenol. All of these drugs are, are known to have caused deaths on a grand scale. Tylenol itself is known as the leading cause of hospital admission for liver failure, and its use also has been attributed to uh, requiring liver transplant. That's a pretty expensive proposition, aside from uh, surviving uh, the toxicity and not dying. And let's talk a little bit about Dr. Dr. Abram Hoffer. He's an orthomolecular psychiatrist. Yeah, Dr. Hoffer, of course, he was born in 1917, passed away uh, at the age of 92, which is just about uh, a year ago now, isn't it? Uh, 2009. And he, of course, first got his degree in biochemistry, and then he got his medical degree. And, of course, uh, virtually all his career as as a medical doctor and a scientist, he's worked with vitamins. And he is the one that did the most to show the uh, therapeutic value of uh, niacin, vitamin B3, uh, and, and its ability to actually halt and reverse the symptoms of schizophrenia. People have hallucinations and they hear voices and uh, just maybe 500 milligrams of niacin a day over a couple of, uh, or three or four days could make a, such a significant difference. And uh, in fact, because of the work of Dr. Hoffer, you could say that they pretty well cleaned out the mental hospitals in Saskatchewan where he was working as a psychiatrist and in charge of the uh, psychiatric hospitals in that province. And of course, Dr. Hoffer, besides working with niacin and niacinamide, and niacin, vitamin B3, it causes uh, a flushing action. It will actually cause the blood vessels to uh, dilate and you get this flushing effect. It's actually a histamine release. And of course, that brings more oxygen to the brain. The the, uh, B vitamin itself is a very important coenzyme factor for many, many biochemical functions within the body. And from there, Dr. Hoffer went on to vitamin B6 as well as vitamin C. 
Uh, he worked with several great physicians. Humphrey Osmond comes to mind. And, of course, Dr. Carl Pfeiffer of the Brain Bio Center in, uh, I think it was Princeton, New Jersey. He worked with Linus Pauling. And, of course, Linus Pauling, aside from his other notoriety, really achieved it with uh, his uh, fixation, and rightfully so, on vitamin C and its powerful healing effect. And I must say that uh, for me, it's been an honor in the last 45 years that I have been involved in the supplement industry and, uh, and researching uh, all of this is that I had the honor and the privilege of uh, meeting and uh, speaking with these great men like Dr. Hoffer and Dr. Pauling, Dr. Pfeiffer, and, and unfortunately I didn't meet Humphrey Osmond. But also, uh, I think, two of the uh, founder and head of the Department of Oral Medicine at the University of uh, Alabama in Birmingham, Dr. Emmanuel Cheraskin, another brilliant scientist. And they used their own medical and dental students to show the effect that vitamins would have on them as a healing factor or the excess sugar consumption that, uh, unfortunately, we allow ourselves to indulge in for by far. In fact, I've noticed there are problems now with this sugar, what they call modified corn fructose. High fructose corn syrup? Yeah, and I'm getting some feedback from people. They're getting a powerful ringing in the ears when they're exposed to this stuff. Hmm. So uh, that's very interesting because that's one of the things that uh, you can suffer from with regard to vitamin or nutrient deficiencies is is ear noises, you know, tinnitus, they Mm -hmm. call it. You mentioned niacin in the flesh, but uh, nicotinic acid? Yeah, that's nicotinic acid, yes. Is there a flesh? Uh, You can get no flesh niacin. Mm -hmm. And then there's niacinamide, which uh, doesn't flesh. But niacinamide doesn't have exactly the same effect, especially on schizophrenia when it comes to, uh, well, its effect on schizophrenia. Niacin has that Mm -hmm. powerful effect. But the no flesh niacin, of course, they bought that out because uh, many people found it difficult to tolerate the the fleshing effect of niacin. And we've got a YouTube video here. I'm going to post it on the the show notes at foodsarenotdrugs.com. You'll hear the audio portion now. He's in his kitchen. He's in his kitchen. And he's uh, just laying out what he takes. What he takes. In terms of vitamins and minerals. His whole supplement regimen. So I'll play that now. (coughs) This one one is called B-complex 100s. It contains all the bees in just about the right concentration. I take one a day. This is that very important selenium. They're 200 micrograms each, and I like it, so I take three a day. It's a very important antiviral agent. <coughs> There's my favorite, niacin. These are 500 milligram tablets of niacin. This is a bottle of 500, and I take three of these three times a day. Vitamin C, especially made in the States by a friend of mine who owned his own company called Energen C. I take two grams a day, two pills at noon and two pills at supper time. Vitamin A, each one is 10,000. These are over the counter. I take three of those. I'm taking 30,000 units of vitamin A every day. <clears throat> N-acetylcysteine called NAC. It helps the body make glutathione. It's a very important antioxidant. I take one gram, two of these, three times a day. This one is coenzyme Q10. Q10. 
They're, they're 100 milligrams each, and I take three of those a day. This is a very important muscle enzyme. It's good for cardiovascular disease. <clears throat> I use it against Parkinsonism, and it has other values too. I don't have those, but I take it to make sure I don't have them. Vitamin D, famous vitamin D. They're 1,000 units each, and I take six a day, whether I'm in the sun or not. Salmon oil for the essential fatty acids. They're one gram, and I take two a day. And this is calcium magnesium. I take two a day. Zinc, very important. Zinc citrate. These are 50s, and I'm taking either one or two each day. Folic acid. Little yellow pill. These are five milligrams each. These are on prescription. And I don't write prescriptions anymore, but I have a supply from the past. I take one of these every day. Vitamin E. Potted units. This is the natural form. I take one in the morning, one at night. And the last one, alpha-lipoic acid, which protects the liver against all sorts of toxic effects. Very important. These are 200s. Yeah, these are 200. I take three a day. So that's the list. <coughs> adds up to about 500. Sorry. Seems like 500. It adds up to 50 pills a day. It's my personal regimen. I don't recommend it for everyone. It might be good for some. It might not be good for others. It has to be totally individualized. And I've been working at this game for 50 years. I know pretty well what I should be taking. So there you have it. That was Abram Hoffer's personal regimen of vitamins and uh, minerals and fatty acids. And did you notice they're well over the recommended daily allowances, Croft? Yes, quite significantly. And I think for good reason, because I think that the nutrition standards, certainly for North Americans, are way too low. And I think they tend to reflect the lack of quality in, in terms of nutritional concentration or content, I should say, of, of the food supply. There's so much processed food in the diet. And these nutrients are either refined out, as, as what happens when they refine whole wheat into white flour, but there are other factors such as overcooking food, not enough raw food in the diet, because there are enzyme factors that are very, very vital to life. And of course, we also have the problem of nutrient-deficient soils, or they just focus on the holy three of, of chemical fertilizers, nitrates, uh, phosphates, and potash. And then, of course, there's also the pesticide and herbicide residues that are anti-vitamin. I mean, these are killers. When you say suicide, that means you're killing yourself, right? And so insecticide means to kill the insect, pesticide to kill the pest. And that cannot go on without repercussions to the people that are exposed to that kind of food that has been contaminated with these things. That is a price that we're paying now. And we can look at all these conditions that the healthcare system, such as it is, is trying to deal with, from A to Z in terms of cancer and cardiovascular disease, so many other things in between these conditions that basically, as far as I'm concerned, about about because of the low-quality food that is in the marketplace. Well, didn't Linus Pauling say that the recommended daily allowance is the recommended amount to take just to keep you at a minimum level of health? 
And he also said, why not recommend people to take enough for optimal health? That's it, exactly. And that was Dr. Hoffer's position, that uh, you take for optimum uh, nutritional support. And, of course, Hoffer was echoed by other great nutritional scientists like Carl Pfeiffer and Dr. Manuel Cheraskin. And, of course, the whole problem is, is that our whole food industry is geared to profit. And so they want to uh, get the most out of the least input. And, of course, garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. So if it isn't in the food, it's not going to be there for your health. And bottom line is, is we need vitamins and minerals, amino acids, essential fatty acids, and many other factors that you will find in whole food for us to sustain our physical as well as our mental well-being. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the next segment of the show. We've got Jason in the studio here, and he is a former patient of Dr. Hoffer since 2002. And welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you. Good morning. So why don't you just tell us what led you to Dr. Hoffer in the first place, your experience before Hoffer, and how he was able to help you? Okay. Well, before I met Hoffer, I was going through the regular established mental health system because of a mood disorder. Basically, it's called a schizoaffective disorder. The other side of that, which they labeled, I think, at the same time, was a a schizotypal personality disorder. So the schizotypal personality disorder and the uh, schizoaffective personality disorder uh, affects people in various ways. You feel lethargic. You feel like you have no energy. You feel like you basically are not in tune with people or you don't understand people very well. They don't understand you. They don't know what you're doing. You can be unpredictable. It's essentially a psychotic issue. You're not aware of your surroundings very well, difficulty driving, difficulty just focusing on things, and difficulty focusing on your work and focusing on your your schoolwork. And poor nutrition was definitely taking hold for me. My teenagers years, uh, like most other teenagers, I enjoyed the uh, big gulps and Slurpees. And so... Loaded with sugar. Loaded with sugar, yeah. And deficient in nutrients that you need to metabolize the sugar. So um, so that was definitely an issue with me, and, and my stressful years was aggravated by those nutritional habits. And, you know, a lot of things are, are at play as well at your home life, uh, which makes it more stressful. So for me, I, I started out as a kid where there was a lot of fighting in my family, a lot of fighting between my parents, and that blew out over to the kids as well because... You know, we were being yelled at, being hit and abused, basically. And, you know, th- there was a split between us uh, right from my my very uh, young age. So there's a matter of trust that was broken right in the beginning. So I've, I think that might have dwelt right into this, the uh, schizophrenic aspects of the schizotypal or schizoaffective because it, you tend to get a bit paranoid. And as a teenager... As I started coming into my own, I became super, super paranoid and uh, disconnected, especially disconnected with people. My reports from school said, well, he's not getting along with others. He's not reaching his full potential. So you can see there was an issue with focus. There was an issue uh, with dealing with people properly and feeling safe enough around people to actually socialize with them. So, you know, it finally came to a crest at around 19 when I decided, uh, much to the chagrin of my family on my mother's side, that I would be 
basically I'm going to be leaving Jehovah's Witnesses uh, religion, which I think is a, a cult, just um, my own opinion. Um, I know that they use NLP programming in their speeches and a lot of suggestive language, basically. And so basically I left in 19, and that caused a lot of issues that finally broke the camel's back, so to speak, with my mental health. One of the things that happens when you decide to leave as Jehovah's Witness, people who are actually members of that religion, they will actually ostracize you, and they will just basically shut you out of their lives, and this could be socioeconomically disastrous as well. Uh, you're isolated, and so for me, that's what broke the camel's back. That's what led to my being completely psychotic and out of it and unable to function in any way, shape, or form. And, well, it uh, can be very depressing, obviously. And at that point, I was seeing mental health nurses because that's the only thing I knew from you know, the regular uh, propaganda that you hear out in the world, that uh, you know, this is the way to go, that you go see your psychiatrist and you go see your mental health nurses. So that's what I did, and I, I talked to them for a while, and I explained what I was going through, and they well, this is your diagnosis, okay. Well, I've got a label now. That's Now what do I do? So, well, you can see a psychiatrist. We'll book you in. So I saw Dr. Dr. M, I'll call him, and Dr. M prescribed me Zyprexa. And I took that for about two months at a very low dose. I think it was about uh, two and a half to, or five milligrams. And basically after two months, my ability as an athlete decreased by about... 25 to 35%. Zyprexa works by changing the way you metabolize sugar. And it is trying to get you to gain weight. And an off-market label uh, use of it is for treating the schizophrenia and psychotic disorders. Hmm. So they gave that to me for that reason. Now, my ability to be an athlete decreased by 35%. I was a cyclist and essentially I was a competition cyclist that would actually cause me to lose races. So I, as an athlete, I need to find another way. And then I heard about Dr. Hoffer, I think through Health Action Network Society. And I got hooked up with him, and I went over there to Victoria on a, on a bus ride, and a ferry ride as well. And he prescribed me this niacin. And since 2002 until today, I've been taking th four tablets of 500 milligrams each three times a day with no side effects whatsoever, and my cardio times are good. Now, if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't be able to be as good as an athlete and stay as, as healthy as I am today. For example, before taking Zyprexa, I was doing six and a half to six minute miles. After Zyprexa, it dropped down to nine and a half and 10 minutes per mile. Um, that's running. And in cycling, I dropped about 10 kilometers an hour on my cycling speeds. Now, uh, as an athlete, I, and, and back then, 2002, I could actually go from my house on 61st and 129A and actually go right out into Burnaby at Kincaid and Canaway within 42 minutes flat. Most people will take an hour to 15 minutes to an hour and a half just to do that. I could do it in 42 Another example, I can go from my house 25 kilometers away within 16 minutes. That's an athlete. Now, you can see these um, every day if you go to the, to the tracks and the cycling tracks. And these are the kinds of world-class athletes you can have. 
the only way to treat these people is with Dr. Hoffer's treatments. Otherwise, they can definitely lose a chance at Olympic medal. Well, that's a very interesting story. Dr. Hoffer was a, was a psychiatrist, and he treated um, many people for, with schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, all sorts of different psychiatric disorders. He also dealt with alcoholics and addiction. Is that true, Croft? Yes, that's quite true. Uh, and, in fact, Bill, his name was, who was, I, I think he was a founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, and uh, did a lot of work with uh, Dr. Hoffer in, uh, in getting people off the alcohol. But um, I'm not as familiar with that side of the story uh, as I am with many other things. With regard to Dr. Hoffer's work, I'm thinking of, for instance, um, one of the things that Dr. Hoffer noticed with the uh, Canadian soldiers who were prisoners of uh, the Japanese during World War II uh, when they were captured with the fall of, uh, of Hong Kong and uh, Singapore. And, uh, and, of course, they were put into uh, conditions that were absolutely dreadful and they were literally starved to almost to death. And so when they were repatriated after the end of the war, and they, these men were just skeletons, and, and it had a very profound effect on them mentally as well as physically. And, uh, and of course, uh, Dr. Hoffer literally brought them back, you know, to normalcy through his work with, uh, with uh, the vitamins, and, and for that, uh, he should have been given recognition by the Canadian government. So, Jason, when you first saw Dr. Hoffer and he got you on to nicotinic acid and the other vitamins, what, how, did, how did you respond initially? I was skeptical. I've been through a lot. And he said, you know what, it's going to take a time. It could take five years. It could take six. But you'll get there. You're going to feel less stressed out, better able to handle stress and you know, since I have started taking it, and I've taken it religiously since I've started with him, I've noticed my ability to focus and to stay calm and relaxed has been much improved. And my psychotic symptoms have disappeared. I feel like I'm better able to understand people and be more empathetic with them, be more employable with people. My income has improved since I've been taking the therapies. And so, by the way, Croft, I wanted to ask you, since I, don't, I didn't know Hoffer all that well, what was the actual starting point for him when he started his clinical theories? Um, in terms of, you know, how, does, how is it that niacin can actually function in the brain to, to actually cure these uh, mood disorders and schizophrenias? Um, like, what was the actual cause of the schizophrenia that he discovered? Well, actually, poor diet. Just poor diet. And there's a relationship between, a connection between pellagra, which is uh, endemic in the U.S. southern states, the cotton belt. And they'd have about 200,000 cases of pellagra a year, especially when the cotton prices were, were low and people weren't getting the income to be able to buy good food. And so that connection was established and uh, so the symptoms of pellagra are, are quite similar, I gather, to that of schizophrenia. And, of course, with Dr. Hoffer, uh, as I understand it, he'd, uh, he, he had worked as a, as a food chemist. That's where he, he got his biochemistry degree. And then he uh, went on to get his medical degree, and he was hired to be in charge of the psychiatric hospitals of Saskatchewan by no less a person than... Uh, Premier Tommy Douglas. And that's when you might say 
everything hit the fan because uh, he was cleaning out the hospitals just by putting these people on 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 a super food diet with this powerful nutritional support. And of course, he was soon working with so many other people. He and Dr. Humphrey Osmond for for starters, but then there were the Shute brothers of London, Ontario, and they work with vitamin E. Dr. Erwin Stone, his work with with vitamin C. And of course, Dr. Carl Pfeiffer, Brain Bio Center, and his work with elements like calcium and magnesium and zinc. And, uh, and other vitamins like vitamin A. And, in fact, a very good book I recommend to anybody is uh, Mental and Elemental Nutrients by Carl C. Pfeiffer. And Pfeiffer is uh, P-F-E-F-F-I-E-R. I think that's right. I'll put a link in the show notes for that book right. as well. So how did Dr. Hoffer believe that niacin and vitamin C could act in the brain to cure these uh, situations. He found that the niacin stopped the uh, breakdown of the uh, adrenal or adrenaline into adrenochrome. And, and that was the connection there because it had this effect on brain cells causing, well, like a hallucinogen. So they'd be hearing voices and uh, other things that are typical of schizophrenia. I can tell you from my later teenage years that the pre-stages to the hallucinogens, uh, hallucinogenic aspects and, and schizophrenic aspects is basically you're staring out into space. You feel completely depressed, shut down, unable to focus, staring off into space is, you know, quite scary to your family members as well. They don't know what's going on, what's wrong with you. Uh, you don't respond to people at, at, at any moment at all. You were suffering from uh, depression too then. Well, it's a very deep depression. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, what uh, it sounds like to me is, is this is basically a fight-or-flight response uh, gone wrong, mm-hmm. right? And I think, isn't that what Hoffer was trying to get at? The adrenochrome sounds like it's a byproduct. Well, of- it's a byproduct of the adrenal gland, obviously, and it's not broken down properly because of excess stress. So if, there, if someone is going through excess stress over a prolonged period of time, I guess the theory would be that the, There'd be this buildup, this buildup of this, yeah, this the brain. byproduct adrenochrome, and Dr. Hoffer discovered that through his work with niacin, that this must be the mechanism of, of, of action mm-hmm. that the uh, niacin is breaking down or absorbing this this toxic. It's, it's breaking it down and preventing it from forming in the, in the first place and alleviating yeah. the the symptoms of of these in this mood, case mood schizophrenia as well as Allegra. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Jason, in addition to the nicotinic acid, what other supplements did he recommend? Well, he said that some people were indicating in the field that there's some liver toxicity with niacin. So I didn't necessarily experience that, but as precaution, I take two times the amount of vitamin C for every dose of niacin that I take. So if I'm taking two grams of niacin three times a day, I'll take four grams of vitamin C three times a day. And as well, at the same time, he recommended taking a B100 tablet, which is great. It's helped my ability to focus and stay calm. It's a de-stressor for sure. Um, The other thing that I was prescribed was fish oil, which is another component that's essential for mental health. For memory, he prescribed a product made from soybeans, which is... um, Lecithin? Lecithin, yes. Thank you. And... In the morning, I take a folic acid to protect my nerves 
I think it's in lining of the nerves from deteriorating. So five taps in the morning of folic acid at five milligrams each, 25 milligrams. We're noticing nowadays with the Natural Health Product Directorate since 2004, there's been an issue getting access to these products such as niacin and folic acid in high doses. And basically there has been more and more restrictions on it and so you can only get these by prescription nowadays and you know Hoffer was in a great place to help a lot of people there's a couple reasons for that people who are disabled or on low income they can't afford a large amount of money for therapies since these are schedule F drugs and high doses of vitamins here you can actually go to your pharmacy and pick these up for free under the uh, low-income category of the uh, MSP in British Columbia Medical Plan. And so that allowed people to be helped in large numbers because they could take this religiously for years and years and it would be covered. He was the only doctor that really prescribed uh, vitamins for uh, psychiatric disorders and other disorders, as uh, Croft just mentioned. So he's basically been excellent in, in that regard. Since he passed away, how have you been able to maintain the treatment? Have you been going to another doctor, or have you, uh, are you able to still get the prescriptions for this product? Yes. Uh, basically, I had ref- get a referral uh, to Dr. Hoff originally in 2002 from a, a Dr. Stewart. And now this is an issue in Vancouver is there's not that many doctors that are willing to be open-minded enough or knowledgeable enough to prescribe vitamins to to treat these situations that people have. So he's retiring soon, and again, there's more and more doctors like him that are going to be retiring. And so the legacy needs to move on, and I'm not sure how we're going to do that. He's been prescribing these niacin and folic acid tabs since Dr. Hoffer died for me. So I've been taking that religiously. Now, the, the reason I can do that, too, is because of the large margin of safety. This is an excellent way to, to take care of oneself. The self-care program is, is extremely safe. And since 2002, no side effects. My liver is in great shape. The last time they checked my cholesterol, the ratios were the best he's ever seen in all of his patients, he said. Excellent. And that's probably going back to what you were saying, that it, these high doses of vitamins reduce cholesterol and protect the heart and compare that with some other pharmaceutical products. You take them for one thing and it may alleviate the symptoms, but then you deal with the side effects. This is really important to understand that Hoffer was a big help to a lot of people in getting them just to pay taxes, getting enough income because they're able to function so that they have enough income to pay taxes. And that was what he believed was the key marker for successful recovery is that the patient ended up paying taxes. There was another point I wanted to make uh, regarding the use of zinc and vitamin B6 also reduce the the need for vitamin B3, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. Well, the vitamin B vitamins work as a team, as you said. Yes, they do. Yeah. And people just don't get enough of the, the elements are very, very important. Calcium, magnesium, zinc, manganese... So this theory that that Dr. Hoffer has that stress causes you know adrenaline and adrenaline causes a byproduct and niacin is an effective way to break down this product and thereby relieving the symptoms mm-hmm. it, it flies in the face of the mainstream medicine view of mental illness and that you somehow catch it or you are have a genetic 
predisposition for it. and You have a drug deficiency in their and, terms. And then therefore need to be put on psychiatric drugs for the rest of your life. Yeah. When in fact it's the other way around. We're deficient in vitamins and minerals and other nutrient factors. And of course our society is such that uh, everything is geared to uh, cheap food. And cheap food means food that doesn't have the nutritional value that it uh, is required to maintain a healthy physical and mental uh, being. Another thing that we have to worry about is airline pilots are now allowed to take psychiatric drugs. Right, and also truck drivers um, also have to be alert on the roads. I mean, you've got kids in minivans and parents in there driving down the highway. You know, this is a very isolated job. It's very lonely. Uh, It's stressful. You're unappreciated on the road. And as a truck driver myself, the only way I can stay alert and the only way I can stay sharp and and maintain my health, because with Zyprexa, you know, one of the side effects is uh, diabetes and weight gain. And the majority of people who go on this product will actually get weight gain. So that can lead to sleep apnea. Now, as a truck driver, if I'm driving down the highway and I've got micro sleeps, which is short bursts of sleep, I could be driving 300 meters and not knowing what the heck just happened. Yeah. And <laughs> so, you know, that kid in that minivan, they better pray to God that I, I'm, I'm there because if I'm not, you know, if, if, if I'm on Zeprexa or some other drug, you know, who knows what could happen. So we need these therapies out there in the world. We need the word of Hoffer to, to go around. We need more doctors to be trained on this. And we need alternatives to better mental health. And we need that to be funded publicly so that everyone, no matter how disadvantaged they are, can get access to the, to the therapies they need. Um, one key therapy that comes to mind in relation to Hoffer is a product called Empower Plus, which has just gone through the courts. And I heard that basically they've lost a court battle for Health Canada. They tried to sue Health Canada to stop them from blocking their products at the border. So you guys need to take action on the uh, Charter of Health Freedom so we can actually make sure that government cannot in any way cause harm to people who need these products for their livelihoods. So these people are a bipolar. They take this Empower Plus and it really helps them. And, you know, without them, they're completely suicidal and or you can actually go onto their website or on YouTube and hear tapes of people calling in to Health Canada, screaming and crying, uh, please, why are you doing this? Help me, and how do I get help? And all they get is this voicemail telling them to go and see their psychiatrist. So, you know, that was because of the products actually being blocked at the border. You know, this is, uh, brings up a very important point. We witnessed uh, this big row in the United States over... Uh, um, Medicare, and it's all very well to have access to Medicare and subsidized by the government, but what about freedom of choice? If, if you go into Medicare and they're just going to offer you, it's either drugs or surgery, then uh, what's so free about that? And especially uh, when these therapies are uh, really a dead end and don't, in fact, Dr. Hoffer himself said that a, a, a person on vitamins actually saves the healthcare systems millions of dollars over that person's lifetime. I think the next few episodes we'll be focusing on health freedom and the charter of the charter of health freedom in particular. And we'll talk more about that in the future. Any final thoughts on the work of Dr. Hoffer and All I can say is that 
He should have received the Order of Canada a long time ago and recognition for his pioneering work in the areas of uh, mental illness as well as alcoholism. And there's a few other things that I found very interesting. Uh, LSD as a cure for uh, psychosis, uh, psychopath. And that was Dr. Hoffer? Yeah, Dr. Hoffer and Dr. Osmond, yes. Mm -hmm. Jason, do you have any uh, final comments on... Yes, I definitely do. I think Hoffer does deserve the Order of Canada. And I think that we should lobby in Parliament to make sure that all doctors know what uh, Hoffer has done, know the therapies inside and out, so that they can prescribe it in every medical clinic across Canada. Well, I think that's something that we should definitely push for. And maybe we should talk to uh, Hans and the other organizations and try and get that, uh, get that out there. www.hands.org. And right now there's a link to it from www.foodsornotdrugs.com where you're, you may be listening to this episode right now. And I guess that's it. Yeah, you can phone Hans to it at 604-435-0512. And if you have any questions that you want on the show, please call us at 604-816-0356. If you're calling from the United States, we have a U.S. number, area code 415-251-3625. Leave a message and we'll get it into the show if you have any questions or suggestions. Also at www.foodsornotdrugs.com, please leave a comment at the end of, of the episode if you have anything to say as well. All right, so that wraps it up for this week, and we'll see you again next week. Uh, thanks for joining us, Jason. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Good to see you, Jason. All right, good work. See you again next week. Bye.